0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. I feel
1: You say that? Yeah, welcome to a new edition of Warriors 24 7, a spinoff of The Rick Berry Show. And Rick is fortunately joining me today, the Hall of Famer, the legend himself. Uh, First of all, this is uh, airing after the Leandro Barbosa uh, show that we did, and he showed you so much love, Rick. I mean, I really do hope that he actually goes to the Warriors brass and reminds them just who you are. I mean, the team could use your expertise, you know? Um, I just love that, and I I love that you have this strong relationship with him. That was a great interview, and make sure you're subscribing to the Warriors 24 Podcast Network, where the Rick Barry Show and Warriors 24-7 are both there. Um, but I have you here today because two things have happened with the Warriors this past week or so. Uh, first, Rick, how are you doing, man? You okay? You doing good? Ah, uh, hey, if we're, if I'm talking to you, I'm doing good. That means I got up. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. All right. Time to take a quick break to talk to you about our longtime sponsor bet Online. If you're in a sports betting bet online is where you should go to win money today, whether it's live bets or in games or futures For who you think will win the championship, including the Golden State Warriors, BetOnline has all the latest odds, news, and information for all your online sports betting needs. Visit the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before the next big game, head on over to BetOnline.ag and start playing today. BetOnline, your online sports book experts. Today's show is also brought to you by Balance 7. So, I don't know if you heard, but apparently former NBA player Lamar Odom may be returning to professional basketball in Spain soon. I was reading a press release about how he started taking a pH-balancing alkaline supplement called Balance 7, and that's what helped him bounce back from his hospitalization in 2015. He even said, quote, I have an enormous amount of energy, which is good for me. It's important when working out. I always need energy to level up. Couldn't agree with, unquote, couldn't agree, couldn't agree more with Lamar. And after watching him fight Aaron Carter in July's celebrity boxing match, I think it's safe to say that Balance 7 is working for him. Cool thing is, we've got a promotion running with Balance 7 right now, where if you go to their website, balance7.com, that's balance7.com, and use the code Believe B-L-E-A-V, at checkout, You'll receive a free four ounce bottle of my smooth skin with any purchase of Balance Seven products. That product retails at $13.99, so I'd say it's worth it. Again, head to balance7.com and use the code BELIEVE BLEAV at checkout to get in on the promotion. I know I will. If it worked for him, it can work for you too. So two big things happen. First off is uh, draymond green is clearly going to have a very promising career when his playing days are over as a media personality um we've been people have been talking about him being like the next charles barkley for a long time and and it seems like that's going to be the case uh and he did something very unprecedented where an active player interviewed another active player um about a really big incident that happened during their playing days usually this kind of stuff happens like 10 20 years later. You know, you think back to like Shaq and Kobe, you think back to like, you know, Larry Bird and like John Paxson or something like that, even though I don't think they ever squashed their thing like Magic Isaiah. Uh, so this happened while they're still playing, which is really crazy to me. Have you had a chance to, to hear this or, or see it? I, I watched it and listened to it. Yes, I did. I did. Should, should we play the, the, the clip that really uh, drew the most attention? Um, and that was basically them sure. talking Somebody about.
2: Who's joining us, hasn't heard it before. We
1: just do it. All right, here it is. So this was Draymond Green and, and Kevin Durant talking about the night they got in the big fight uh, against the Clippers.
0: And for my, for my own personal um, sanity, because I've been getting my ass kicked ever since you left. So just <laughs> for my own personal sanity, how much did our argument against the Clippers
3: drive you to ultimately lead the Warriors? It wasn't the argument, it was the, the way that everybody, Steve Kerr act like it didn't happen, Bob Myers and tried to just discipline you and think that that would put the mask over everything. I really felt like that was such a big situation for us as a group. The first time we went through something like that, we had to get that shit all out. I remember watching The Last Dance and when Scotty didn't go into the game, the whole team in the locker room said, Scotty, that was fucked up that you did that. We needed that. Mm -hmm. We just needed to throw all of that shit out on the table and say, yo, Dre, like that was fucked up that we even had to go through that. Let's just wipe our hands with that and go go finish the task. I don't think we did that and we tried to dance around it. I just didn't like how all of that, just the vibe between all of that, it just made shit weird to me. And I'd rather us be who we say we are, family first, Communication is key. Like I, We didn't show that. And I, that's what rubbed me the wrong way more than anything. When we landed back from LA, I sat in the,
0: Hazel was sitting in the car for an hour and 45 minutes. They pulled me in that room at Signature for an hour and 45 minutes, and they tried to tell me, you need to apologize. And I told them, I'll talk to Kay, but y'all aren't going to tell me what I need to say. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they went on for an hour and 45 minutes saying a bunch of bullshit. And ultimately, they realized, all right, we're not getting through to him. We're going to try again in the morning. And so we met the next morning, and they said, all right, you slept on it. You ready to apologize? And I told them right then and there, I said, y'all about to fuck this up. I said, the only person that can make this right is me and Kay. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing that y'all can do, and y'all are going to fuck this up. And in my opinion, they fucked it up. I think so, too. And they told me right then and there, like, we're going to suspend you for this game. I laughed in their face, literally laughed in their face. And Bob said to me, he said, um, wow. That was not the reaction I was looking for or expecting. And I said, well, either I'm going to laugh in your face or I'm going to cuss you the fuck out. So you pick, I'm going to choose laugh. So I I think what you're doing is funny. And so I'm going to laugh. And so it's interesting to hear you say essentially the same thing that I told them that day.
1: So, uh, Rick, I would love as a former Hall of Famer, as a Warriors legend, as someone who knows the inside of a locker room as good as anyone, what are your thoughts on that? Am I a former Hall of Famer now? did I say former oh. Hall of Famer? I sincerely apologize. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lifelong title. <laughs> no problem. I'd no,
2: have to yank your chain a little bit. Every once in a while. Um, here's the thing. I thought it was a great question, but I never did hear the actual definitive answer from, from KD. i heard little bits and things here and there as to exactly why did he leave? Obviously that wasn't the main reason why, and it wasn't even Draymond stuff It was because of the way they handled it and stuff. But I heard other things that he would never feel that you know he was the guy there and it was always still Steph. But Steph Steph basically let him be the guy. I mean, yeah, he's a two-time MVP that allowed you to become the man, the guy on your team. And you had so many great players to play with. You had an opportunity to be one of the greatest franchises and one of the greatest teams in the history of your sport. And you already were, I mean, just for a few years, but a few more years with him there, guy. Don't tell, no telling. I mean, because you know, obviously, if he and if he and, and clay don't get hurt i mean you know they're beating toronto i mean it's the four guys that's yeah. not gonna happen i mean so and they still had a chance so i just don't i don't i don't i don't. I never got the true answer from him I mean, hey whatever no one has him, no fine. one has i thank we, him for what he did he's an incredible player i told you this i talked about him i knew he was going to be a great player when i saw him in college when i sat there with jerry west and we said oh my god this guy's gonna be a great player and, and he's become, and he is a great player, and he's going to be a Hall of Short Time Hall of Famer, and one of the greatest ever. And and nobody's ever been his size that plays the game the way he plays. That's why I call mm-hmm. him an anomaly. But I never did get the answer as to exactly why would why? you give up that opportunity? You obviously got the thing worked out with Draymond. You realize, hey, Draymond is Draymond. Okay, <laughs> Draymond is kind of like me, and the fact that what happens on the court. That's not necessarily Draymond Green, the person, that's Draymond Green, the basketball player. So don't judge Draymond Green, the player, based upon what you saw on the court. Because when I played on the court, I wasn't out there to be your friend. Okay. I was out there to win. If you're my opponent, I'm going to try to kick your ass as badly as I can every single time. If you're my teammate, I'm not going to allow you to get away with playing playing, you know, three-quarters, you know, speed. I mean, I'm just not going to tolerate that. Right. So and and as bad as they say I was, I mean, I was nothing compared to Michael Jordan, the way Michael Jordan did stuff. I mean, my God, I've seen some of the videos and some of the things from the last dance and all. I was nothing. (laughs) And so if anything, if I had to be, I, I, I wish I was that person. That was the biggest a-hole in the world. And a couple of the games, I mean, especially in game number seven against Phoenix in the Western conference finals in 1976, I should have said, what the F is going on here? Give me the <laughs> ball. I mean, so yeah, anyway, uh, but that was great. I think it was, it was, it was a great question that he asked him. He really did. And it was just yeah. really good. How much did what happened there impact you? And he said, it wasn't really that is he was more upset with the way that it was handled by, by Steven, by Bob Myers, which I, my thing is, is why didn't they have that meeting right after that game? It should have been a meeting right after that game that they straightened this thing
1: out. They had, well, to- my, my understanding is like, so first of all, Stephen Curry wasn't there to help things out. He was actually back in Oakland rehabbing an injury. My understanding is it was so heated that night that they just had to to, to, to break it up, and then I guess they reconvened in the morning. Uh, you know, it's weird because Steve, you know, Durant talked about the last dance and how when Pippen decided not to come into the game, and I think Bill Cartwright was really the the one who stepped up the most in terms of scolding Pippen for not putting the team first, and Kerr was on that team. So if anyone understands that approach, it would be Steve Steve Kerr. Uh, I don't know. I guess I'm, I guess what I'm asking is like, do you think it's fair for them? For knowing that KD was going to leave, because because that was why Green was really pissed off at him that night, right? Green knew that Durant was leaving. It was like a foregone conclusion. So he was partly upset about the fact that Durant was kind of like creating this distraction the whole year and that he just was going to leave the team. And um, do you think it's fair to blame Kerr and Bob Myers? Uh, you know, because that's really, it seems like that's, they passed the buck to them as being the the primary reason and you're right durant still has not answered why he left but do you think it's fair that that myers and kerr are taking the the brunt of this uh, probably probably not uh i mean obviously there was a lot of other things
2: going on but it, mm-hmm. the only person that can answer all of that is to just how big an impact that was on his ultimate decision but as you were saying people had the feeling and i guess there was hearsay or other things going around rumor or whatever they be that he was not happy and he was planning on leaving anyway and this just yeah acerbated it somewhat and made it an even worse situation, which is unfortunate. Uh, but here's the deal. If that was the case doing it, why would they not have sat down? And this is where they have to take some responsibility and sat mm-hmm. down and had a really serious heart-to-heart talk with him as soon as they heard those things to try to, to nip it in the bud, you know, use the old cliche, and, and try to stop it from pr- becoming the proverbial mountain that was made out of a molehill. But obviously, this was more than a molehill. <laughs> Yeah, they might have yeah. thought as ah, a mohill. yeah that's fine. No man, when I mean, you got a guy that's such an important part of the success of your franchise, and you're hearing these things about him being unhappy or whatever, man, you should be calling a meeting, have him in there, sit down. Hey, we've heard this and stuff. I mean, we, we, yeah. we what's the problem? We would, we don't want to have this thing fall apart. We've got something so special here. Try to tell him about blah, blah blah blah. Bring it in and deal with it and it's, it's i hate see i love greatness you know i told you this all the time i love greatness it killed yes. me to see that warriors team broken up just like it yes. killed me Shaq and kobe not staying together yeah i mean, I would give up my part of my large portion of my salary to play with guys like this to play with a guy like steve nash or to play with steph curry or clay thompson and draymond and those guys i mean my god i mean it's, it's like that's like dying and going to heaven <laughs>
1: I mean, like it, it, the Durant leaving thing, it's, it's one of those things that I, I, I'm constantly trying to piece this puzzle together. And here's what I've put together from all the little snippets and anecdotes and reports in windows and rumors is that the 2016 Olympics, Kevin Durant was on the team and apparently him and Kyrie Irving. And I, I completely forgot that, that uh, DeAndre Jordan was on that team too, uh, that they buddied up and that during those Olympics, they discussed teaming up at some point. Um, now why Durant would want to leave the warriors, you know, you know, there's all this speculation that he just didn't like that Steph Curry was getting all the, the, the love, despite the fact that you're right, Steph deferred to Kevin Durant regularly, but you're right. I just still don't understand why he wanted to leave. I mean, it's just, I guess he got his trophies and he, now he's doing what he really wants to do, which is live in New York and hang out with Kyrie Irving. But yeah, you're right. We still don't have a reason for it. Um, I listened and to this. Entitled other, oh, sorry. But he's, he's entitled to do whatever the heck he wants to do. He is. He is.
2: You no, know, And I mean, I just have incredible respect for him as a player. I mean, the guy is just phenomenal. I mean, they don't yeah. win the Olympics without him. I mean, let's face that. And he almost yes. carried his team with people hurt and stuff with his toe not touching the line. That might have been the difference. In oh. The playoffs. oh, it and was. Yeah. So, but he's just. He's just an incredible player. I mean, I've just never seen anybody, even more so, like, you know, I talk about anomalies, Charles Barkley with his size for the rebounding and stuff he did, but it's still not as prolific and as incredible as what Kevin Durant does at his size. I mean, he's seven feet tall. I got the picture of him with the trophy and stuff standing next to him, and he dwarfs me. (laughs) Literally dwarfs me so yeah so anyway it's just it's a shame that it all happened the way that it happened but yeah i don't but everybody's different that's what makes life interesting not everybody's the same i mean there are other things that maybe he wanted to do maybe all of this talk he got so much criticism for leaving and they're saying oh well and some of the star players i've heard guys saying some of the hall of fame guys yeah well you know he, you know could go off and leave and go someplace and do it and put it together hey why not just do it where you are let him build it well hey you know you don't have control over that it's not you picking mm-hmm. the players it's not you picking your coach i mean you're stuck with where the hell ever you are and you got to hope that you have good players with you i don't have a problem with guys leaving to go to get a championship i really and truly don't i mean that's what it's all about it's about winning championships but mm-hmm. all of this criticism that kd received all the way ever you went to the team there and everything and so maybe down deep on his side and said say hey i want to put that bullshit to rest and I'm going to go someplace and go play. But then again, he went someplace there you and know, look at all of the players he's got with names. Yeah, it.
1: I know. Isn't mean,
2: like he isn't like he went someplace and he was going to be the guy to carry the team to it. Yeah. <laughs> he's got Kyrie Irving. He's got all these other guys. DeAndre George. I mean, yes. Come on. I mean, it's like anyway.
1: It you know, is, he built well. another super team. He did. He just went to Brooklyn and created another super team. And and uh, I. I I do believe in karma, and that's why I, I just I don't think that team's ever going to win a championship. That's my personal opinion, not based on anything except believing in the basketball gods and karma. Uh, but that's me. Um, real quick, I want to I want to go over because the Warriors. It, Bob Myers said he's not using the mid-level exception. Not probably not. I mean, he didn't really close that door entirely, but. Paul Millsap's out there. I read a report that Millsap wants the mid-level exception and that because that offer is not coming in, he's, he's just taking a sweet time right now before deciding what team to play for. So given that, um, there's a good chance the Warriors roster, at least for now, uh, going into training camp, uh, what, in a month, a month and a half, something like that, is, is, is set. Uh, I'm going to show you what their roster looks like now. Um, so obviously the starting five is going to be Steph Clay, Andrew Wiggins, Draymond Green, and Jimmy Wiseman. The problem is is that Clay and Wiseman are, Clay, I'm reading reports, is gonna be out until Christmas. So that's like the first two months he's not gonna play. And then I don't even know what Wiseman's situation is and where he's, where he's along on his uh, knee rehabilitation. So he's gonna be out for a little bit. So realistically, uh, instead of Clay, it's probably gonna be Jordan Poole, right? Would you Would you assume that as, as uh, who's gonna start alongside Steph in the backboard? Um and then, and, then, and then the rest of the bench is Chioza, who you love. And you got me all excited on that. Uh, Jordan Poole, who we really hope is going to continue that progress that he made last year. Andre Igadala, Jonathan Kaminga, and then Kevon Looney, who's, who's most likely going to start a center to, uh, at the beginning if Wiseman's not playing um I really hope they add Gary Payton the second I, I think for a lot of reasons he would be a great fit as as yet another backup point guard and I think he's like six four so he's not that small either and then you have Moses Moody um Otto Porter Jr um Bialika I believe that's how you pronounce it uh, Larry Kruger my one of our our former colleagues at KMDR uh, actually correct me on that um and then Juan Toscano Anderson and then you also have Damian Lee and uh, and Molder as well, which makes uh, sixteen and seventeen. But they're probably going to play at least start the season because of Clay Thompson and uh, and and Wiseman not being available to start. That's your team. What do you think? Small,
2: like we talked about. <laughs> in this is, is small ball at its finest.
1: It
2: is. Uh, I mean, really small ball, and so they're going to have to just make it total complete commitment to this playing great team defense to keep themselves in games and then uh you know hope that the guys that are there are gonna you know play well shoot the ball well um it's gonna be a tough start to the season i think to be honest with you but it should give some opportunity and time for some of these other guys uh you know moody and Kaminga, to get some minutes to see what's gonna happen but i i, I right. don't know it's gonna be very interesting to see yeah how it plays itself out and how many minutes these guys are going to have to play. Um, yeah, it could, I imagine, because he's had more of the experience of playing, you know, pool. But then again, you know, pool go in there with Wiggins. I mean, that's, I mean, come on. That's Draymond, Wiggins, and pool is not exactly yeah. a dominant front line with, uh, <laughs> with, with Looney. Yeah. yeah,
1: that's small. It's small. You're right. And
2: again, they can even go smaller if they wanted, though. They'd go put Draymond playing center, which they've done. Right? You can have Draymond on the center, and you can put Kaminga in there and put him in with those guys as well. Because if they're going to play up and down the floor and really push it, Kaminga can flourish in that type of a situation. But then the problem that you have if you do that is you got to hope that either, you know, pool or, uh, well, it's going to have to be pool. It's going to have to be pool and wagons are going to have to shoot the ball reasonably distant because they're not going to have a lot of shooters for three point shooting, which is a critical element in today's NBA. I mean, as they say, I don't know why you would want to have a kid, a guy on your team that's a wing player who can't shoot threes nowadays. He becomes a liability, I think.
1: The one silver lining in this is is Otto Porter Jr. I really think he's the wild card. That if he stays healthy, given his three point shooting, his athleticism, his size, he I think he's real. His health is going to make or break this team in a lot of ways. Um, because if he actually is healthy, Otto Porter Jr. is a fantastic player. I mean, the guy was like a, was, a, was averaging over twenty a game, I believe, when uh, he got that huge contract. So. But I hear you. And folks, you heard that Rick Barry said it. They're a small team. They're going to be fun offensively. I think they're going to be a fun team to watch, but they're going to be killed on the boards. And that defense, like you said, is going to have to be a team defense.
2: Let me me interrupt you there. You don't have to be big to be good on the boards. You just have to be sound fundamentally. Okay. Okay? So it's going to go back to the fundamentals with a team like that. You need, everybody has to screen off the boards you have to be responsible for your man you have to even if you have to face guard him and stuff you can't <laughs> keep releasing and going because other teams are too big so it's going to be critical for whoever's in that center position if it's going to be looney and looney does a nice job looney can have to take care of the but the other guy's got to screen guys off and everybody's got to come back in and help and try to get the get some rebounds I mean, you can't just be taken off down the floor you get you got to get your guards coming in there picking off some balls knifing in there because the other guards would be trying to stay back on defense. And so you can even maybe get some offensive boards that way. I mean, but it, you, I mean, defensive boards, you got to go in and get the defensive boards, you know, so you don't necessarily have the guy to throw the long distance outlet pass to, but you got to make damn sure that you get those missed shots. And you can't give them second and third opportunities.
1: Absolutely. You're, you're completely right with that. And um, you know, and, and again, I, I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I am cautiously optimistic. I, I do want to ask you a question real quick before we go. Uh, Larry Kruger says something that was, Really subtle in, in the in uh when I interviewed him, but it's it stuck out. And he said that Draymond Green has lost the step, and so as a result, he's not as good of a rebounder, like he's not getting to the ball as quick as he used to. Um, do you agree with that assessment?
2: Uh, I haven't watched it all that closely. I don't necessarily think it's just quickness responding to other things to go to the ball. If that's the case, yeah. If you, if you get a half a step or a step slower than you normally were, hell yes, it's going to have a negative impact on you. (laughs) More, more so in guarding somebody than rebounding. Seriously, much more so in rebounding, you know, not, not necessarily the rebounding, but you know yeah because you're that means you're releasing to go after the ball well the thing is is that maybe he'll have to do it if so he's not quite as quick so maybe now instead of releasing to go get the ball like he did a lot of put a body on your guy yeah. because see, here's the thing i try to tell my players when i had him i said look everybody in this league you got a lot of guys that are really athletic and you're athletic he's a but if you take a run and you go and release to go for it and he runs and goes against me and you give him a running start suppose he can jump an inch higher than you he can get a finger on that ball but if you yeah, put right a body here. on him you're negating his opportunity to be able to go and get an offensive rebound. So, put the body on him. That's that's the one thing I know. In fact, I even had to tell my son. <laughs> can you? I he does such a job of it off. I said, son, if your man is all the way out at the three-point line, you know, you got you're athletic and doing stuff. I don't think he's a worry. If you see that he's not coming, go release and go get some rebounds. And you, <laughs> ability, but he's there screening his guy off the boards, you know. But the thing is, that team is going to have to do that. They really yeah. are going to have to do that. In order they have to they have to execute as efficiently as they possibly can on defense especially it's got to be the total focus for this team has got to be let's become a great defensive team helping one another out screening your guys off the boards and controlling the number of fast break chances you give your opponent the number of second chance opportunities which is the big element that we're talking about here right and, and that's those are two of the critical elements for this team to have to be able to focus on and then hope that some of these other guys shoot the ball reasonably well until clay gets back and hopefully the other guys will step up. And then they've got a chance because, you know, we know that they've got incredible firepower in those two guys, but whether or not they're going to be at the top of their game, you know, who the heck knows. So it's going to be another, <laughs> it'll be another learning experience for the players. It'll be another frustrating experience. I think for us fans to watch them, because at the start of the season it's gonna be very critical to see how they can manage to not get on a big losing streak and get down and not have any confidence in themselves. If they can come out and just really surprise people with how they play defense and the way that they execute, which they do exceptionally well at times, forget the one-on-one stuff, guys, pass, cut, move, just like they did in that five-year run. That's the way basketball is played. That's the way you'll create offensive opportunities. And we'll see what happens. Um, I, I just don't want them to get in a big hole at the start of the season until they get the other guys back. Because then God only knows if you're going to be able to play well enough to make the playoffs in the Western Conference, because there's so many good teams there this
1: coming season. Right. Yeah, there's a lot. Um, and Rick, uh, hopefully we'll record one more show before your uh, your big annual Alaska fishing trip, which always sounds incredibly amazing. Um, and again, a few days ago, we or a couple days ago, we interviewed Leandro Barbosa. I, I still cannot get over how amazing of an interview that was. Thanks, Rick, for helping book that. Um, yeah. So, and, and I guess that's it. We can follow Rick Barry on all social media platforms or Rick24Barry. Uh, some of his sponsors include Medisaleaf. Go to Medisaleaf.com. That's M-E-D-I-C-I-L-E-A-F.com. Fantastic treatment uh, for, for all sorts of um, ailments.
2: Hey, put 24 in the promo code and you get a discount. Uh, just 24, that's it? The number 24 in the promo code. Yeah, if you get There a you go. Code.
1: And then what about this? And then you also uh, are doing go some sleeves,
2: endorsements. GoSleeves.com, sleeve, an incredible product there. You put RB, the R, capital RB, 24 in there, and you get a nice discount as well
1: beautiful and that's GhostSleeves.com. And, and as we were talking about leandro maybe get uh, clay thompson to wear those <laughs> that would be a game changer you would be you better give you a big fat commission check if that ever happens uh and then you could and again you follow me on twitter at docs and follow this program and all social media platforms at warriors 24 pod rick always a pleasure sir thank you thank you presented by bet online I